I really see the potential and being able to really craft whatever it is that you want in your life that really lights you up and that you want to pursue. Like, look at me teaching yoga to lawyers. You are listening to You Are a Lawyer. I'm Kyla Denagno, a 2015 law school graduate. You know what I'm loving right now? Podcasts. After a year of editing podcasts for other people, I've started to launch podcasts as well. Yes, if you're a business owner and want to expand visibility, visit skiptheboringstuff.com so that you can hire me to be your podcast manager. Amen, welcome to the You Are a Lawyer podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. So I'm really excited to talk to you because I have been practicing yoga for like the last seven months. I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, I was looking for something that I could do at home and that would be like kind of strenuous. You know, like if you want to really get into it and get sweaty and stuff, you can. But if you want to do a lighter class, you can as well. So I bring that up because you actually own a business called Beyond Yoga for Lawyers. And I would love to talk more about that. What made you create that business? Yeah, so I think two reasons. The first one was that I grew up thinking that you could only be a lawyer and nothing else. Like, so if you were a lawyer, you couldn't do anything outside of the law. And that's, I don't know where I got that thought, um, but I did. And so for, it took me a while to actually um, accept and believe in myself that I could be something in addition to being a lawyer. And so that was the first thing. And then the second thing was that a lot of my colleagues have left the law. And I remember right at in law school, they'd be like, look to your left, look to your right. One of you is not going to be practicing in five years. I was like, how could that be? And anyway, I'm now 11 years out. And I'm, like a lot of my colleagues have left, you know, even before that five-year mark. And really it was because the stress, overwhelm, um, not being, law firms not being inclined to change the way that things have always been. And so I just wanted to uh, share a practice that's really helped me, I think, stay in private practice for the last 11 years. Yeah. So I love that you brought up the five years because that is the key audience for this podcast. Lawyers who've been practicing for five years or less or law students, right, to find out what they can do with their law degree. So you currently are a partner at a law firm, right, Shores and Jardine. What do you do as a partner to ensure that those younger lawyers can stay around for more than the five years? Right. So I wasn't always this way. So I'm going to be clear on that. Uh, once I became a partner in 2018, honestly, I had checked off all the boxes there were to check. And I kind of looked around and was like, okay, where have my hobbies gone? Where have my interests gone? Where have my friends gone? Have I I've been seeing my family as much as I want to? And so it really, it was like a, a moment of check um, myself. And so since that moment, I've really been working on changing the way I lawyer. And so one of the ways I think is being an example, and that's an easy one, right? So encouraging others to talk about, you know, things other than the law, what else they're interested, getting to learn about the younger lawyers, like what they're into, and then encouraging that kind of thing. Another thing I'm actually just doing um, back at the firm that I just came back from mat leave in June. And so for July, I've launched or relaunched our fourth annual firm activity challenge. So that is basically everybody in the firm is participating, but it's 30 minutes of activity a day and you get like a sticker everybody has their own calendar. And so that's just something to like, you know, develop that conversation. Like, what are you doing for activity? You know, how can I help you? We're bringing in smoothies, just like breaking down, I guess, some of the walls around like a being a partner, um, you know, people not wanting to approach partners. So just kind of breaking down some of those barriers and then normalizing like mental health, stress, like that I get stressed, that I get anxious, here's how I deal with it. And like having those open conversations and it being more acceptable and okay for us to talk about. 
well, congratulations on just coming back from maternity leave. That's exciting. Yes, very. Um, my first, my first son, baby, I guess. Yeah. Um, I had a C-section that was unexpected, um, but was able to take 10 months of uh, time off from work. And we ended up actually uh, going for a six week trip to Amsterdam and Portugal with our three months, three month old son at the time. My husband also is a lawyer and he took paternity leave. And then I also fulfilled a dream of mine, which was to be an extra in a Christmas rom-com movie. And so I actually ended up doing that with him while I was on leave. And so it was just all around like a hard, challenging time, but also like the best. Yeah. So I'm excited for you, but I'm also thinking about billable hours. Do you guys bill your time in Canada? We do. And I'm thinking about you maximizing even your maternity leave. <laughs> well, yeah. um, I definitely, we will definitely circle back to the rom-com. <laughs> So did you meet your husband in law school or did you meet him at work or how does that work with two lawyers in the house? Yeah, so I actually met him in law school in first year law and he was from out of province. I was from out of province. And anyway, we ended up moving to his hometown province and I've been here ever since. And so I know what a province is because I've talked to one other Canadian lawyer. What is a province and would you explain a little bit more about law school in Canada? Sure. So law school in Canada cost me way less money. Um, my, my student debt, I know, uh, was about $65,000 for three years for my food, housing, all that kind of stuff. Um, also law school, I, I think there are less law schools in Canada than there are in the States. Um, they're also less full, um, although it is growing uh, slowly, but there are less, like my class was 105 people, something like that, 110. And provinces, I kind of equate to a state. Um, we just have less people. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how I describe it. Okay, cool. And what province is it? You were saying that you two were out of province? Yeah, so I went to school in Saskatchewan and I'm now in Alberta. So I'm okay. four hour drive from Banff. Okay, cool. The most I know about Canada is um, that so many American TV shows are recorded there. Like, especially if they're trying to portray New York or something, yeah. Yes, and the mountains. We're really known for the mountains, I think. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. So that was a good little aside. <laughs> All right. So I, I try not to use the term superwoman, right? I don't believe that we have superpowers. We may know how to manage our schedules really well. But let me track the timeline. Became partner in 2018, started practicing in 2012, but you recently had a child. That's like six years to partner. How, you know what I mean? Were you sleeping at the time? You started your business, the Beyond Yoga for Lawyers during that time. Like, how did you manage all of that? Honestly, I think I prioritize and I have to leave everything else. So whatever I'm focusing in on, and don't, I worked my butt off for those first six years um, to be offered partnership. Um, so that was like, that's, that was my sole focus, right? Which is why I think I really had that reawakening or that moment of like, okay, it's time to take control of my life versus everything else externally controlling me. Cause in law school, I was never that person who was like, I'm going to make partner. And this is really what I want. That wasn't me. And I know things can change as you're moving through things, but really that became my soul. That was my sole focus for those six years. I want to say. And then when I looked around and was like, Hey, what do I want to make of my life? And can I make this work and really design my law practice and my home life and my extra things that I want to do on top of the law? How can I do that? And really, it's been a slow, like one foot in front of the other. 
right? That's really been my thing and focusing um, on one thing and prioritizing. So it's like for this quarter, this is what I'm going to focus on. Mm -hmm. And I've also done it by having other people around me. Um, and for me, it's been really even through social media and finding other lawyer entrepreneurs who are doing things differently, right? Who can give me that kind of example that I can then have the courage to take the next step. And taking time to pause, really, I really do think that my yoga practice for the last 11 years has helped me build this life. It's been like kind of that gateway to other things that are possible. Mm -hmm. I love that. So it sounds really simple, right? You prioritize really well, but I know you probably had six or seven things and you're like, okay, I can do these three right now, right? Which ones will they be? So I love that. A very simple lesson, but not necessarily easy to put into practice, so... 100%. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk some more about yoga. Now you started the practice pre pandemic and, and everybody going virtual. Um, did everything shut down in Canada? Did you guys become virtual in 2020, 2021? Yes. Um, and how did that? Okay. And so did that cause your business to like skyrocket? I saw right now that you currently offer in person and virtual classes. But was it that way before the pandemic or, or how did things change? Yeah, so I was like kind of nervous about a starting a business period on top of the law. <laughs> I really had a lot of mental blocks and fear and judgment. What are people going to think of me? All that kind of stuff. Not wanting to post. My, I started not posting myself, my like face on social media, yeah. uh, all that kind of stuff. Right. And I really worked on that in the last like two, three years. We're entering three years. And so. I really think that starting in 2021 was when I started and everybody being virtual, I had joined some masterminds and had connected with a lot of American lawyers. That's really 90% of my clientele. It's like just starting to change now are all American lawyers because the, when I joined masterminds, masterminds are not a thing in Canada. So when I made connections, I made connections with lawyers in the States and then they were, you know, presidents of such and such organization or they were women leaders in some way and then wanted to bring yoga to their communities. And so then they shared my stuff. And really, I had like 17, 18 lawyers and like groups that I was running during the pandemic. And so it blew my mind to think that things like that are possible. And I'm continuing to do that um, now. And I continue to offer virtual classes and um, a yoga and vision board experience in November um, to help, you know, that future aspect, that strategy, that like, you know, what do you want your life as a lawyer to look like um, as well? So I've really just seen it, there be a need and a want for not having to commute, not having to, you know, take your stuff with you and go to an in-person yoga class and being surrounded by other lawyers who just get it when you're late, when you don't show up, you know, there's no judgment. Um, yeah. We get it. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you're able to even bring your yoga and wellness practice into the law firm, right? You're able to talk to other lawyers about the importance of it. Yeah, I, I used to separate myself quite a bit. Like I was referred to as like the chicken with her head cut off in the firm because I was always like running in my heels from like okay. one meeting to the next meeting to down the hall to the bathroom then back. And I've just like given up that 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 person, that identity that I was carrying around that I thought I had to be. And I really just try to be an example for others, but also just live my life the way I want to be living and try to work really through that judgment of others, including my own parents. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, including your own judgment because you had never seen other lawyers do this. And so you've had to even reframe it for yourself. 
Okay. Well, I hope that we are inspiring other lawyers. This is so exciting. <laughs> so, okay. So, Eamon, I have to give a quick commercial. All right. So, thank you to everyone that is watching this on YouTube. You can find prior interviews with me with other lawyers. And you can also listen to this podcast through audio-only episodes on YouTube Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all of those other players. Okay. So, back to the recording with Eamon Castigan. So, Eamon, I have a couple other questions here. So I think it's time to talk about this rom-com that you were in. You were an extra and in the States, they actually pay extras. Did you get paid for, you know, walking back and forth in the background? No, there was no payment. Okay. And one of the days was outside. It was minus 16 Celsius. I don't know how to do the conversion to Fahrenheit, but it was cold. And, uh, but the crew was really good about, cause I was with my, at the time he was five months old, I think. And so they were really good about just bringing us out for like those moments, but they were eight hour plus days, which, you know, as a lawyer, you kind of go, this is actually not a bad day at all. Although I caveat that by saying I've changed my ways, but you know, we're, we're just like, well, I've done harder things before. And so anyway, but it was just so fun and no, I, people think I got paid, but I did not get paid. I was just there for the fun. It was so fun to meet people from you had like biologists, you had retired teachers, you had like, it was just the coolest group of people that I wouldn't ordinarily get to meet in my everyday. And then they had snacks and food and dinner. And it was just so cool being on set and like having that experience. Like I would go back again, hands down. Yeah. So did you audition or did you submit yourself to be an extra or were you just walking by and someone asked you and, and said, Hey, do you want to enjoy, do you want to join into this? No. So it's been something I've honestly been, so I speak for beyond yoga for lawyers. I do speaking events. I do podcasts, all that kind of stuff everywhere. I've been putting it out there. I want to be in a Christmas rom-com. If you know anybody, let me know. And I actually came really close. Like two years ago, there was another lawyer on a panel. His wife is a Hallmark. She's an actress. And he's like, Oh, she's been in Hallmark movies. And I was like, I was getting really close. And so anyway, I think just putting it out there, like constantly, it ended up being like on social media, there was a post for things to do with kids in, in our community. And I was like, done, how do I make this happen? I love that. Okay. So you manifested it and you've been putting it out there in the universe. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the speaking events that you do with Beyond Yoga. What are those events like? And are they only tailored to the practice of yoga or are they for wellness in general? No. So they've actually evolved kind of, I do... A lot of people are attracted to me because of all the different things that I do. I call it, I'm building my empire of freedom. And I have really been adding pillars as the years go on. And people want to talk to me because I'm a partner, I'm a lawyer, and I do all these things on the side. They want to know how I'm doing it. And because I, people see me as an example or an inspiration, that's what they tell me. Um, I've often gone in for like women lawyers group and talked about like, here's my journey from like, I call it the old to the new that I continue to evolve. So I share things like that. And then while I'm doing that kind of a talk, I share in like easy yoga, breathing and, and um, things that you can do in your daily life that don't have to be specifically on a yoga mat, because I get it. We're always on the move. We're moving. And it's like really being able to fit yoga in anytime and anywhere. And I've also done talks on work-life balance. You know, we can talk about whether balance is the right word later, but um it's really about that, you know, how to practice law and pursue um, the things that you really want in your life that you really desire rather than trying to escape from the law job and thinking that if you just escape the law job, you know, life will be better. But like, how can we really make life better with our own, like taking control of our own lives? Yeah. 
And I think you made a, a lot of really good points there because for one, work-life balance is, it can be triggering for some. I read a book recently that um, a female CEO calls it work-life integration. And I was like, okay, I kind of like that a lot better, right? Because she's like, you can't really balance. How do you put work over your kids? It's more, how do you integrate the two? But also, and you said it with a lot of humility, but you are this incredible example, right? Because you are an actively practicing partner. So we already know the demands on your time are great, but then you still find time to prioritize and keep your businesses running and keep connections going and speaking. Everyone cannot do that, right? So that is something to be commended. Thank you. I, I just see, I'm just like, I'm just living my life. I don't understand why, why this is so special, but yeah, no, I, I'm starting to like notice a little bit more, but honestly, without my husband's support, none of this would be, I wouldn't be able to do all the things. I went on a women's um, retreat while right before I finished my maternity leave, I went to Tulum in Mexico for six days. And I was there and one of the women who also had a son about the same age as me, she said, your husband can do that. He can watch your baby for six days. And I was like, yeah, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't. So honestly, like throughout the way, it's really been having that strong support system of me, of him, like giving me the time to be able to do this stuff because without it, I wouldn't be able, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. And even to that point, and I'm sure you've learned this through negotiation and all those skills and probably your husband did as well. I'm sure you two have talked about it. Hey, I really want to go to this. Are you able to handle this? What do we need to do to make it happen? Oh, communication is like our number one go-to thing. And also we um, pride ourselves on doing QMAR, so quarterly marriage alignment retreats. Every quarter we meet and we talk about, we reflect on the last quarter. We talk about what our next set of goals are. We share our wins. We share our challenges. We dreamcast. So we talk about, wouldn't it be cool if, you know, for us, go to Portugal and Amsterdam for six weeks. Um, you know, what are those things that we really want to dream of and make reality in our lives? And then we finish it off with goal setting. And so we have one coming up next weekend and we've been doing this for the last three years. It's no uh, accident that I am living the life that I am and that we are as a family, uh, you know, just because I sat back and kind of let life happen. No, I take an active role and I deliberately make decisions and choices. Yeah. And um, I just got to say, because I've heard of QMAR before, that is not only for lawyers, right? So if your spouse is not another lawyer, you can definitely integrate this into your relationship as well. So you are also a property owner. You and your husband yes. decided to purchase an apartment building. So have you hired out someone else to do the managing of it? And you're just the owner and do the property taxes and those kind of things? That's right. We have a very... I would say not active role in that. Um, my husband is more of the driver in that because it's with two of his friends that we've done it with. But basically, it's two other families that we're in with. And again, something we've been telling people over the years, we're interested in this. If you know of an opportunity, come find us. And you know, we've been actively saving up that money in an opportunity fund so we can um, seize on these opportunities and do things like this. Okay, I love that. Um, again, it speaks to the communication between you and your husband, but also just the dream casting, the future planning, the what do we want to do? How will we set ourselves up for the future? Right. So that's very important. And then also, um, we won't have time to touch on this, but being a business partner with your spouse is a very interesting little subset there. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, yes. Well, <laughs> 
I'm very like plan oriented, very like disciplined. So is he, but in different ways. And we both bring different strengths to the table. So really it's remembering that. And I think actively using those yoga skills that I learned, like really that pausing before we react to things, thinking before I speak it out and want to take it back. Uh, what I've said, you know, because in the moment we're all under some pressure and some stress and want things to go faster or want other people to act a certain way. So it's really that like awareness of being able to notice what we're doing and, and watching, is that how I want to show up in this relationship and the person that I love so much? Definitely. Cause you can't take a lot of things back. And uh, my husband actually built the website for you, our lawyer. And he will be embarrassed if I, you know, that I'm saying this because I've changed it so much. It doesn't look like the way he created it. But I say that to say we had to have a contract because I was like, I'm going to want you to make changes and edits and you're not going to want to. You're going to see me as the spouse and not the business owner. Right. So there's some real fine lines there when you're working with a spouse. (laughs) Yes. But Eamon, my very last question, and I ask this all the time and it's one of my favorites, is What would you say to young lawyers or law students about what they can do with their law degree? I would say anything that you can dream possible. And I really like truly see that in myself now. Like when they told you that in law school or even before law school, I was like, yeah, anything like, but then you're like, I don't know what to do with it. Now it's like, I really do see the potential. I really see the potential and being able to really craft whatever it is that you want in your life that really lights you up and that you want to pursue. Like, look at me teaching yoga to lawyers, like it's really anything is possible and having your own back and knowing that it's okay to be different than everybody else. Yeah. It sounds like anything that you can dream up, you can do with your law degree. I agree. Yeah. Okay. And what did you call it? Your empire of, what was that? Freedom. Empire of freedom. Yeah. So law students think about this. What what is freedom to you? How would you create an empire of freedom using your law degree? Because that's powerful. So Yeah. Okay, very cool. So I want to record our goodbyes, and then I have some housekeeping stuff for you. <laughs> so, Eamon, thank you so much for being a guest on You Are a Lawyer. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I love your podcast. It's, like, so needed. So needed. Thank you. Oh, thanks so much. I will talk to you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to You Are a Lawyer. If you enjoyed this episode, leave a rating tell a friend about this podcast, and subscribe to the show so that you never miss a new episode. New episodes are released every other Thursday. Thanks again for listening. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Bye.